It is the 11 Dubcast. I am John Ginter. I am joined by our good friend, and of course, I mean, really the lifeblood of 11 Warriors. I mean, aside from being the CEO, but, you know, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us and, and you know, helping me out. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, letting me talk to people. <laughs> I guess, I, <laughs> we I guess I'm just talking to you. We don't do it often. I'm just talking to you. We let you out of your cage, and you're allowed yeah. to talk other human beings yeah Bo Bo is uh not feeling super hot he's been on the struggle bus pretty much all week and uh just really sick so we're, we're we've got an emergency dub cast in the can it's publishing on Thursday we're gonna be good to go um let's start just brief recap of the Cincinnati game in, in part because I want to express my personal relief that Ohio State beat Cincinnati because for me as a Southwestern Ohioan, a native Southwestern Ohioan, I live in Columbus now, but um, you know, I still have pretty deep roots down there. Had they lost to Cincinnati, I would never be able to go back period. I would just have to stay up here in Columbus and I'd never see Middletown or my family again, because I, it would be a hellscape. I could not do it. So I am extremely relieved that they went down uh, to the shoe and just beat the absolute hell out of the Bearcats. I mean, you know, I feel a little bit bad for Luke, but not that bad honestly so i don't know what was your take on it real quick for the game no nah, that, that, that's pretty much exactly how i feel like i it's it's one of those things where like playing cincinnati is almost not worth it because right. if you win congrats like you're, you're supposed to but if you lose like oh my god it's the end of the world and yes. so in that sense i never really even like like playing those games and i know cincinnati fans are gonna be like oh well they're dodging us because we're scared yeah, yeah, I'm right. Like I, <laughs> I don't want to lose. Like I, it, it's not that we think you're good. It's just like weird stuff happens, and like uh, there's an off chance that you win, and I'm don't want to be here for that. You know, I, it, it, that's exactly how I feel. Since then, they came extremely close to beating Ohio State in the early years of the Trestle uh, regime. Um, they, I mean, I don't, you know, they came in the shoe at night, and it wasn't exactly a close game but they were you know they were throwing bombs they were throwing some haymakers during the game and i was actually i attended that game i was in b deck i was sitting amongst a bunch of bearcat fans and just hearing all of their their ridiculous junk and um yeah it it feels good to get the shutout it feels good to get the blowout the team as a whole i i think this is the best possible performance you could have possibly have asked for i mean it was just top to bottom everybody was firing firing on all cylinders um that's the kind of blowout that i enjoy watching right where it's like it doesn't feel like anybody just kind of like being lazy and all it really felt yeah. like it was a full team effort where everybody was playing well and that's just fun as hell to watch i love that i also don't think cincinnati sucks is the thing no like, they don't a lot of blowouts a lot of blowouts it's like okay the, the team they're playing sucks and like what, what are we even doing here you know and right. I, I think cincinnati is going to end up with nine ten ten wins this season and i like i think they're a talented football team i think they have a good defense i think they can put some things together offensively and i thought this would be a much closer game and i don't think this is indicative of cincinnati being a bad team as much as it's like oh ohio state's really good okay and so like i think it's kind of refreshing to to come into this game and ohio state like actually looks good against what i think is a pretty good team like i think at the end of the year this is this win's gonna look a lot better than it probably looked on the ticker uh is people are, you know, watching the rest of the games. They're like, oh, Ohio State beat Cincinnati by 40, you know? Right. And and I got to tell you something. One of the – let me – let's do this. Before we roll on to some other topics, I just want to – the top two things for me that I really, really enjoyed from this game were, one, the play calling. I thought there was maybe one 
stupid play call, right? Where it's like, okay, let's let's hand the ball off four yards behind the line of scrimmage when we need three inches, right, to get a first down. That was dumb. But everything else I thought was incredibly, like, just playing off of everything that Cincinnati was giving. It's not like Luke Fickle doesn't know how to, like, organize a defense, right, or game plan for a guy like Justin Fields. So I just, I thought the the offensive play calling was incredible. And the play of the defensive line just continues to be otherworldly. Like they, there is no drop off, really, in my opinion, from last season. So to see those two things in tandem, I don't know how you really like handle a team that has that elite of a defensive line and can get things done on offense whenever they want. I mean, it's it's yeah, the linebackers may not be a, a, like excellent, and the secondary you know can be off and on, but when the defensive line is playing that well and the offense is getting what they want, forget it. I mean, you can't. It's really hard to beat a team like that. Yeah, that's how Clemson won the national title. I mean, they, right, they exactly. were a D-line heavy team that they could score whenever they wanted. And that's congratulations. You just won the national championship. You know, if that's what they can right. do all year. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's really the formula. And, it, and honestly, like there are going to be there are going to be weak spots on the team. You know, they have depth problems in certain places and whatnot. But if those two things are really, you know, doing well and, and you know, working in concert, um, I think you're going to see some pretty interesting things from this team. Overall last weekend was an interesting i thought you know there's always there's always some really crappy ass weekends at the beginning of the college football season uh there was one really significant game of note obviously um i would assume that you watched it kevin uh, which one are you talking the, the, I, well, the biggest one? one the biggest one i would believe would be lsu texas that's the one that i think most yeah yeah, yeah invested in i, d- so did I just you- didn't know if you were in, i didn't know if you were insinuating the hilarity in ann arbor that was going oh, on no, and i have to watch that crap for michigan monday and by the way how fun okay so we do this thing where we try to like see you know what the the most like viewed stories on the website are every week my threat level where i wrote like 500 words in 20 minutes about how dumb michigan is <laughs> making stupid fart jokes that is like the third most viewed thing on the site so maybe you're right maybe <laughs> Maybe that is like incredibly significant for the listenership of the 11 dub cast because I just, I was like, I'm fed up with a stupid team. I've been doing a uh, threat level for this, I think the third season I've done it. And I just, I hate watching them. I get angry and angrier every time I, I get it. Down and watch a mission game. Um, it, but yeah, it, man, it's hilarious that it's hilarious that that's the take now is like, oh my God, I can't stand to watch this team. Like, not like, not I hate this team, not like I'm afraid of this team. Like, oh my God, like I, why are they on my television? You know, like just go yeah. away. It's like, it's almost, it's almost that Jim Harbaugh pains us at this point, you know? It, like, it, it is, it's like an annoying little kid that follows you around. Like when, you know, when you're in like third grade and then like somebody's little brother in first grade or something is like, hey, hey, let's play, let's play. And I'm like, I don't want to pay attention to you. I don't want to be around you. You're just annoying <laughs> as hell. I gain nothing from like being in your presence. And I was like trying to flip back and forth during the Ohio state game to the mission game. And I had it like on DVR or whatever. So I could go back and watch parts of it later. But like I I was in the Slack channel and people are talking about what happened in the mission game. Like, why are you watching this? Stop watching this. It is not your job. And it's also really terrible. Like I know people want to watch Michigan lose, you know, to army or whatever. And that's fine. I get that. I never really bought that they were going to lose. I didn't think that was actually going to happen. Uh, and secondly, no. like I know it came, they came down to a freshman kicker and if he had hit the field goal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But my point is, is that there's, unless you truly believe that Michigan is actually really good and that them losing to army would be this incredibly hilarious, like 
you know, world altering thing for them, which it wouldn't have been, then I don't know why you would yeah. spend time watching it. There was somebody on Twitter was like, you know, if, if Ari pulls off this upset, that's really only like the fifth or sixth most ridiculous loss yeah. that Michigan has had in the last 10 years. So who cares? Like, I don't, whatever. That's totally true. Like this, this is a team that lost to Appalachian state and Toledo, you know, like right. I, I don't, I, is anybody shocked if, if the troops come in who the troops are like, they're, they're a decent football team. Like, is, yeah, would anybody bad. be shocked if they came in and, you know, like they were a fringe top 25 team, like at the start of the year, you know, that they didn't like score last week. And so that was a problem, but like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like if anybody really would have been shocked, they're, they're a yeah. fine team. So I, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. And that level, like it is hilarious as it would have been for, michigan to lose to them like you're right like it's actually not that consequential like it just would have been funny right and that's pretty much it and that's fine and i'll write and again i'm writing about michigan every week and i will dump on them as long as i possibly can they're gonna have to play wisconsin here in a couple weeks they have a bye this this coming saturday but um it's they're gonna get murdered and it and look and it's gonna be fine because that's fodder for me to write about but no way in hell am i watching that entire game if they're down to wisconsin by like 20 points you know, at halftime, I'm not, I'm turning it off. There's no way I'm watching that thing. So it's my, my it, favorite thing is, is Michigan's absolutely going to be favored in that game. Absolutely. Which is, like, I, I don't think they, I don't know. I don't, I haven't seen the line. I can't imagine that. There's no way that would drive me insane. If that we'll were see. Is we'll there see. a line? Well, I guess there wouldn't be a line out for that. There won't be a line out till after the weekend, but if they are favored, no, I lose all faith in betting and Las Vegas forever. Cause that's dumb as hell. They should not be. Yeah. Um, Especially with the way Wisconsin has looked in the first couple of games here. Yeah. Uh, the other game of note was, as aforementioned, LSU and Texas. Uh, Joey, like, man, Joey football out here. Okay. Throwing for what? 471 yards, destroying Tom Herman uh, and his, his vaunted defense. Um, I use that sarcastically. I, I mean, I don't know. I, can you dissect Kevin? You're on you're on the website a lot, obviously, because you're you know constantly doing writing stuff and interacting with the the people on the website. Let's let's get to the eternal question. Let's just get right to the quick of this. Do you think that there are still people who would rather have had Joe Burrow over Dwayne Haskins last season? So I I, I kind of addressed what is the status of that of that argument right now in the fan base. Very, very vaguely. I don't think there's anybody who actually would hold that opinion. And I kind of addressed it in the skull session today, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, like, so maybe if Ohio State was t- starting like Tate Martell or Matthew Baldwin, people would be like, well, it would have been better to get two years of Joe Burrow than right. one year of Dwayne Haskins. However, since the option instead is one year of Dwayne Haskins and two years of Justin Fields, then I think we're good because also like I, the, the stat that was uh, that um, pro football focus put out was uh, adjusted completion percentage, which is basically completion percentage. If you take out drop passes and throwaways, Ryan Day's right, right. favorite play in football, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so if, if you, if you take that stat away, if you, if you look at that stat, Justin Fields has the highest completion percentage in college football and Joe Burrow has the second highest adjusted completion percentage wow. in college football. So That's it's wild. like, it's like, it's like, yeah, Joe Burrow's lighting it up, but also like, are we sure that he's even better than Justin Fields at this point? It's just right. kind of hilarious that like that Ohio state let the guy who currently has the second highest adjusted completion percentage in college football, like the second most accurate passer in college football. And it's still fine 
because they also have the most accurate passer in college football. Right. So I think like it, it worked <laughs> out like, and that, and that says nothing about Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow is incredible and he's doing awesome at LSU, but Ohio state is still like, yeah, actually it's fine. Like you can go ball out there. Like we're, we're fine with the decision that we made. Like it's, it's hilarious that he's like performing like at a Heisman level, like looks like an NFL quarterback has the second is the second most accurate passer in the country. And Ohio state fans are still just like, yeah, we made the right decision with no regrets. You know, it, it, it's yeah. just hilarious. But I think, think that's where we currently are. I honestly, so first of all, just LSU in general as a team has always been, if I'm going to root for any SEC team, I've always loved rooting for LSU just because of where they're at and, you know, kind of their fan base is just a bunch of crazy like Bayou people. And I, I love uh-huh. that. Um, I also really love the idea that a dude from what he's from Athens, right? Like yeah. Mr. Football in Ohio rolls down to the SEC and is like kicking ass. Like he's the best quarterback in the conference right now. Like arguably, I, I mean, I think that's kind yeah, of that's awesome. Talking about Loa. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, he's the like stats. Like I would agree with you too. Is right, I, I mean, body of work, but I know I just the point is that he's in the conversation. He's objectively like so far outperforming Tua, you know, through, yeah, through two exactly. games. But, you know, right. And I love that. I love the fact that this Ohio kids coming down and and kicking butt in the SEC. I think that's really cool. So that's that's a fun story. I mean, if their paths may cross at some point later on in the season, Justin Fields and and Joe Burrow might might have a really interesting matchup. I don't know how that might work out. Be pretty kick ass. Um, Yeah, I don't I mean, we've gotten we've gotten we've gotten comments in the. uh, in like responses to Twitter and like comments on in my scroll sessions and stuff like you guys need to stop caring about Joe Burrow. First off, no. Um, second <laughs> off, I refuse. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I no, like I, I no, I'm I'm not doing that. Like it, it's interesting. I'm gonna write about it. You know, like I, I'm sorry if you don't like right. it. You can just keep scrolling. But um, the but the other thing is like it's if they do meet, there's no like there's gonna be no like concern about who i'm gonna root for like i i'm gonna hope that chase young folds him across his shoulder like i, I you know like i <laughs> i'm not gonna be rooting for him against ohio state or anything like right. yeah like people are like you need to root against him because there's a good chance that he like hurts ohio state's chances of making the college football playoff no ohio state losing is the only thing that's going to hurt their chances of making the college football playoff like if they don't make it it's on them like you know i i don't know i i, I just like i'm fine rooting for joe burrow and lsu until they play each other and when they play each other, I hope he throws seven picks and Chase Young drives him into the dirt. Like that's and that's fine with me. Like I yeah, there's no I, I have no like qualms about this. There's no internal conflict. Like I'm totally at peace with how I feel and it's it's great, you know? It's just a great way to watch college football. Yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree with that. You know, if if they do it end up, you know, meeting, I want Joe Burr to look like absolute trash. But that's you know, that's fine. If, if until that point, I would like to see him, you know, successful and doing all the great things that he's been doing. All right, let's so this takes us into this weekend. We've got Indiana. Um, you know, this is a game that in previous seasons recently has given Ohio State headaches, but not necessarily like, you know, tremors that you experience after say Purdue or Iowa. Um how are you feeling about this overall? Are you look, they they've scored, I think I've looked at the total here. They've scored a total of I think 92 points in the first two games. Uh they destroyed Eastern Illinois, which who cares? And then they beat Ball State, which again, neither of those teams are, you know, a murderer's row of football. But do you think that there's an opportunity for uh Indiana, especially with a you know, kind of a dual threat-ish quarterback and some good wideouts to maybe give Ohio State the sweats a little bit? 
I mean, I just I'm so sick of Indiana. I like I <laughs> I I just want one time to like it, I you it should be expected that Indiana's like an easy win and it's just like oh Indiana's on the schedule, you know, like I we can we're we're fine here. And like to a point, like Indiana hasn't beaten Ohio State in my life. So it's not like it's not like it's they're super pesky, but like I have to pay attention like stressfully from start to finish through like every game. They've been leading at halftime, I think three of the past five games. And that like that's absurd. Like one time I want this to just be a lazy Saturday afternoon where I wake up and watch Ohio State pummel like a fringe bowl team. You know, like that, that's Kevin, what I have, want. Like I don't do you know do you know the last time that Indiana beat Ohio State? Was it eighty eight? It was eighty eight. I was three years old. It was nineteen eighty eight. That's how long it's been. Yeah. Which is insane. That's absolutely objectively insane. If you think about all the other, like, you know, we, we talk about these D and, you know, F tier teams, right. Of, of the big 10, some of them have come around and beaten Ohio state in the past, you know, and 31 like, years, not Indiana. And that's it, crazy. It, to me. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, they, they haven't had a winning season in a decade and they're like objectively like a, they're, they're a big 10 bottom feeder. Like, at worst, they're a middling Big Ten team, or at best, they're a middling Big Ten team. But every year, I look at the score at halftime, and I'm watching the game, and I'm like, "Oh, why isn't this team dead yet?" You know, it's and and like sometimes Ohio State comes out and blows them out in the second half. Sometimes, you know, it takes a little more than that. But like every year, this team hangs around way more than they should, and I just want them to die easy once, just one time, <laughs> one time. And and you know, like there's there's always like those teams that are the bane of some coach's existence. And the one thing that has me happy is that Ryan Day is now the head coach and not Urban Meyer. And maybe Indiana was just the team that always like kind of was the thorn in Urban Meyer's side that he couldn't ever just bury. And maybe that switched and Ryan Day is just going to pummel Indiana from start to finish. And that's what I'm really hoping for. I just really want, like, I want it to be like 30 points at halftime, like 30 to nothing at halftime. That's what I want. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, we'll get back to Indiana real, uh, well, a little bit later, I guess, in the podcast before we get out of here. But I want to shift to one last story here before we start with Ask Us Anything, which is Ohio State has been embroiled in the, you know, the really the court case of the century, in my opinion, um, which is their quest to, uh, you know, to basically copyright or trademark, rather. Trademark was the proper nomenclature here. Uh, yes. The uh, the word the, Right. Because the most common word the in the State University, colloquially speaking, yeah. that's how you have to address, you know, all, all Buckeyes and all things like that. The Ohio State University, uh, the, the, the patent office, I guess, uh, didn't agree with with their uh, with their quest for this. They kind of they kind of shut it down a little bit. I, how do, I mean, look, you you did the write up on this today. Uh, how do you feel about it? How do, do you think Ohio State has a claim to the? Honestly, in terms of clothing. Like how they how they were trying to do it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got I kind of do it. It's it's like it, it seems ridiculous. And don't get me wrong, I've written about this twice, and it is absolutely ridiculous. And I make fun of it every time that Ohio State's mm-hmm. trying to uh, to trademark the most common word in the English language. But like the thing is, <laughs> there have been unlicensed shirts that have been making money off of Ohio State's basically image and likeness for like 10 years that like people are just selling unlicensed shirts that say the that are very clearly like indicative of Ohio state. Right. And so like, I think in a sense that they're like protecting their brand and, you know, protecting their intellectual property and like everything that they own. Like, I think it makes sense that they're trying to do this because I'm sure it would piss them off if they're like, wait, but how are these people making money off of our, you know, our, 
like us, you know, um, by doing this. So in that sense, I do get it, I guess. That doesn't make it any less hilarious. And honestly, it might be even (laughs) more hilarious that like they have a valid, you know, they have a valid point here. And uh, the the, the thing was with the write-up, like that's kind of what there's there's a, a lawyer that always gives his trademark thoughts and God bless online lawyers that give their unsolicited <laughs> thoughts so I don't have to pay for it. Um, right. But uh, let, let, let me get his name. Hold on. Um, well, I'll, I'll pull it up in a second. But, but this, name, I believe. Josh Gerben. God bless Josh Gerben. Um, but he he puts out like a, a, a basically an analysis video and he called it from the start. He was like, you know, Ohio State's going to have a really hard time with this. But when they file, when they inevitably get rejected and they file their, um, their uh, appeal, then they, they, they're going to have a chance to fix it. And that's exactly what happened. And he explained, like, they're going to have to fix this. But basically, he's kind of like, yeah, they, they probably can trademark this. Um, they just didn't do it right the first time. So yeah, over. it's not because they're absolutely going to try again. And from what he's saying, it seems like they really might actually get it. So um I, I wouldn't don't know be if they should. I'm not. Yeah, I, I think they they very well could, and I think people are going to be absolutely outraged when it comes back, and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like their trademark holds up, you know? Yeah, and well, and that's the thing, though. I mean, if Ohio State's been so insistent on using the the right, well, okay, well, that's part of their brand, and if people recognize it yeah. as such, then it becomes something that's potentially trademarked. So, what's the only really right. shocking part about this to me, aside from like the fact that people give a crap at all? Um, is the fact that it took Ohio State so long to come around on this? Like you, you, yeah. you look, you know, Kevin, you've seen the document that has all of their trademark challenges, right? That they address oh, every yeah. single year. Hundreds of pages of them going after everybody from candle salesmen to people making like bootleg backpacks to people making socks. Like they go after yeah. everybody, and it just shocks me that it's yeah. taken them this long to try to trademark the. Like it's stupid but it's an essential part of how they've been managing their brand. I'm a little surprised that they've waited this long. So I don't know. It's, it's yeah. a weird goofy thing, but I agree with you. I think eventually they're going to, they're going to figure this out and they will win their case, which is awesome. In my well, opinion. I think, I think the other thing is like, it, it's not like this is that ridiculous of a trademark claim. It's not no. like they're use the, the word V in like your paper or your tweets or something like that. Like they're tweet, they're, they're trademarking it like basically as, um wording on clothing as it relates to like Ohio State and college football like basically like they're going to be able to like point to something that sells college football memorabilia that's selling a red shirt with v in it and be like yeah that's clearly like copyright infringement so it's not really going to affect anything and i think it's completely valid and it's like it's the same thing i think uh, kyle jones our scheme resident scheme knower pointed out that um (laughs) the cubs the Cubs own a trademark on the letter W, you right. know, like I, that's, it, it's the same thing. Like the W flag that they, that they fly when, uh, when the Cubs win, uh, they, they have a trademark on that and it makes sense that they do. And so right. I, I don't think it's as ridiculous as people think that it is, but you know, it, it's still, it reads ridiculously when Ohio state's trying to trademark the most common word in the English language. Well, and I think, you know, what I would really want to know is other instances of something along those lines, like with the W or the or whatever, because I'm sure there's a lot of them, really. I mean, if you think about like the University of Texas, I'm sure has some kind of trademark on, you know, like the 
you know, the logo and in, in various formats and things like that. Like there's honestly, I don't think as much as people are going to make fun of it. I don't think this is as rare, unusual as many people might think it is. Um, but no. it's, it's still funny as hell. So I hope they win. I hope oh, yeah. there's more salt from the rest of the uh, college sporting world. And, uh, you know, they make a trillion dollars after, you know, after trademarking the, um, all right. So let's get into ask us anything. You can obviously ask us anything by, uh, sending us questions to dubcast at 11 warriors.com or at 11 dubcast on Twitter. Let's start with this. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we've got, we've got some interesting, we've got some interesting questions. Okay. And this one's, uh, from right. Andrew. Andrew wants to know, okay, so let's say over the next five to 10 years, Ohio State had maybe, let's say, three or four, seven or eight win seasons. Let's say, let's say between six and eight win seasons, they had like three of those over the next five to 10 years. Do you think that Ohio Stadium and Ohio State in general would see attendance issues similar to what's going on at Florida, Florida State, USC, and so on? I don't know. I, I kind of don't think so. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but like on one hand, they're already seeing attendance issues. Right. But like, I, I guess maybe they would have to drop prices because I, I, I it's really, it's really hard to determine that market because like, I want to say in 2011, like people still went to the games, even though that, the, that team lost seven games. So like, I, I, I don't think they really had attendance issues back then. Um, so I don't, I don't really necessarily think so in that vein, but like, granted, it's it's a lot harder to sell tickets in 2019 and probably 2023 than it is in 2011. So uh, maybe I don't <laughs> think it would be as hard of a drop off as like Florida and Miami and UCLA and stuff like that. Um, but maybe maybe there would be a, a little bit of issues, yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I think 100% there would be. I, I, I really think that this is going to be an issue that's going to plague all sports, including college football, for the foreseeable future. Um, look, Ohio Stadium was built in the 1920s and, you know, was kind of like built up, you know, since then to its you know largest size in the early 2000s. All of this is before the advent of streaming video. All of this is before you know, HD TVs and the ability to like use the internet for social media to like get all these instant highlights and stuff. The game day experience is still fun as hell. And I love going to Ohio state football games, but I got to tell you something, man, I will not pay a premium to go watch crappy teams. Um, I'm just, I'm done with that. Now I'll go like last season, I went to the Oregon state game and that was, it was because my wife got free tickets from her work, right? There's no way I'm paying money to go see Ohio State beat Oregon State by 70 points. I'm not going to do that. The, yeah. the, the, the cost involved is just not worth it. And I'm going to go see uh, Michigan State with my wife. That's I think that'll be a fun entertainment. It's a Big Ten team, whatever. We got decent seats and decent tickets. But for the lower tier games on the schedule, I'm not paying it. I'm not because the, the price is just way too high. Um, and the game day experience isn't commensurate with what you're experiencing at home, right? With the television and everything else. So I just, yeah. look, if Ohio State isn't a good team, right? If, if it doesn't like entice people to go to the uh, stadium and at least say, yeah, I saw this national championship winning team or I saw this Big Ten winning team or whatever, then I don't know. I don't know what's going to bring people in. And so I just, I think this is a problem that college sports and college football in particular is going to just have uh, at an increasingly, lo- you know, 
large levels over the next you know five to ten years, and I really don't know what the solution is. So, um, yeah, to answer Andrew's question, I, I absolutely think Ohio Stadium would take a hit. And frankly, I think you're still going to see that. I think you're going to see games in the next five to ten years where the shoes, you know, two thirds full or three fourths full, and that's just going to be the way it is. So, you know, they, I don't, again, I don't know what the solution is, right? Like you can lower ticket prices, but it kills your bottom line, and there's all kinds of other factors that go into it, but. For me, that this is a problem, and I don't know that everybody's really willing to accept that's even real yet. Um, all right, so this next one here, this is from Suncard. Suncard, Suncard wants to know, have we adjusted our expectations for this team after seeing them play two games? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, that's that's kind of, I guess, kind of. I don't know because I, I I had pretty high expectations for this team to start, and they kind of just came out and uh, looked really every bit as good as I thought they were going to be, especially on defense. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I I guess like I I haven't I guess because I kind of expected them to be this good. I guess maybe I didn't expect Justin Fields to look this good right away, but also I'm kind of like on the fence there because I he still hasn't played like elite competition elite elite competition and he hasn't really like played in a game that's close really and so in that sense like i'm still kind of in wait and see mode but like i think the team has looked pretty much exactly as i've expected it to look like from the start um maybe maybe slightly better but not enough that i'm gonna be like oh yeah i thought this team was gonna go like i thought this team was gonna go 14 or sorry i thought this team was gonna go like um you know 11 and 1 you know, 12 and 0, sure. 11 and 1 with the schedule, like from the start. And I don't think that like the teams looked better enough that I'm like, yeah, they're a hundred percent going 12 and 0 now, you know, like it, right. they've looked pretty much on par with what I thought they were going to be. And could they slip up and lose one game in the regular season? Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't think that there was, there's been enough for me to like go all out and be like, yeah, they're going 15 and 0. Like, no, they're, they're about where I think they should be and where they are. Yeah, I think, I mean, right now, the thing that's the, really the only thing that surprised me is the defense looking as markedly better as they have. I mean, and Kyle, you know, as we talked about, kind of laid it out a little bit, what they're doing differently. And it's really, you know, kind of yeah. a, they're going back to the bend, don't break kind of thing where you're keeping all the plays in front of them and the, you know, we're not playing yeah. man all the time and all that. That's great. I think that's that's something that if you don't have the players that do it, then you need to revert to something like that. Um but really it's, it's about offensive consistency and and Ryan day seems to have it dialed in pretty well. And as long as they can continue to be in a rhythm offensively, I think the defense will hold up there and just fine. Like you said, they could drop a game. I think 10 and two, 11 and one is pretty realistic still that I was thinking 10 and two. Um, But you know, it, 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 I think the expectations are about the same. And I think the, the record is about the same. You really got to see them play, you know, tough competition, tough Big Ten competition to really start to say, okay, what is this team capable of? We're just not there yet. Um, all right, let's do let's do one last one here before we got to get out of here. This is from our good friend Alvin. Alvin wants to know, and this is, I mean, he asked it four days ago. So he, he this is something that was asked on the seventh. Okay, um, which to me is interesting because this is after obviously, um, or this is on the day of the uh, the game. Um, he wants to know about J.K. Dobbins. Do you think J.K. Dobbins is regressing or is he simply kind of, uh, you know, trying to get back to form? And again, this is, you know, now we have a 141-yard rushing performance in the can, so maybe that changes the answer a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a fair question before this last game. And maybe it's even a fair question after the Cincinnati game, but, but I, I think like he looks really good. Um, I don't think he's any worse necessarily at all than when he was a freshman. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I hesitate to say he's regressed at all. Um, I think that it's just a different dynamic and a different way to run and a different, um, I don't know. There's just a lot that was different last season than there was his freshman year, you know, just like, like a a ton of factors. And it's not just, I mean, the, the easiest one is that he was splitting carries with Mike Weber, but like, also, the offense was drastically different than what he was playing in as a freshman, and um, you know he didn't. He had a little more of an expectation on his shoulder. He, I don't know. There, there's just a lot, and I don't think he necessarily has any of those things that were present last year. So I don't think he's regressed, and I think that we're going to see increasingly him run more confidently, and it'll work out fine for him. I think he's been running confidently since the first snap. I, I, that guy has been running extremely hard. He hasn't always yeah. been getting the yards, but I mean, he is, he is really running hard. He's not, you know, tiptoeing behind the line and looking for, I mean, he's going into it. I think, you know, Chris was talking about this uh, on our Slack channel during the game. He was like, get behind Thayer, right? Like run him behind Thayer yeah. and we can figure this out. And lo and behold, that's, that's kind of what ended up happening. So I just really think they've got to figure out um, appropriate packages for him and figure out where to get him into space. But I don't, I don't yeah. see a guy who who forgot how to run the football. I guess is my point. No, it really does feel think, like they just have to learn how to utilize him correctly, and he'll be all right. Yeah, I think the 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 biggest thing for me um, that kind of the team keeps harping on over and over and over is last year he didn't get enough carries, and it wasn't that like that hurt his production. It was that when he got on the field, he was like, "All right, I need to hit a home run," and right. he was trying to hit like break a home run run every time that he touched the field. Instead of just, hey, I'm getting four yards, I'm getting four yards, I'm getting four yards, and then eventually you're going to bust loose, you know, and and that's where he kind of is now. And so he's a much more patient runner. Um, I don't think that he wasn't giving effort or anything last year, and I don't think he's regressed. I just think it's a lot different. And now when he's the consistent bell cow that's getting really all the carries, it's, you know, it's going to break loose. And I think that first game um, was a little different, too, because you had a quarterback making his first start and like uh you know all american potential at running back like of course the defense is going to key in on that on that all american at running back but now that justin fields is like you know the the most accurate passer in the country and (laughs) has shown that he can rip off a rip off a 52 yard run there's you can't really just key in on jk dobbins anymore so i think like more and more we're going to see him um really rip off a few more is is ohio state's passing game in, like increases and uh justin fields shows that he can run a little bit more so um i, I think he's going to be fine yeah the other aspect of the the rushing game that i'm really happy to say i think master teague is is definitely a guy who can spell um you know jk when he's oh, yeah. you know he's he's got to be on the sidelines for a couple of plays or something like that so they've got to me they've it's not going to be an elite running game. I don't think you're going to see what you saw, you know, when you've got, you know, Ezekiel Elliott or, or even Carlos Hyde or anything like that, but it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's something that's going to be serv- serviceable and help the team. And um, yeah, they just got to figure out how, how to adjust plays for his strengths. And like you said, I mean, it's not all about like getting seven or eight yards per carry. If you can get four and then four and then five or four, and then suddenly you get 50, then that's, that's okay. That's fine too. Um, it's not a Michigan situation where, as I noted in threat level, they ran their running back seven times in a row and accumulated uh-huh. 21 yards on the ground. 
That's what I'm talking yeah. about. So it's not oh that kind God. of situation. Um, yeah, that's the whole, forget it. I don't, I could go on a huge rant and I have to weekly. So I will. Um, anyway, so that's ask us anything, continue sending those in before we get out of here. Just let's do a little Indiana prediction. Uh, give me, this is what we do for the round table every week. Give me your MVP. Give me a score prediction. Uh, I'll go JK Dobbins and I think Ohio state's going to win. Please God. 45%. <laughs> what you, what was your score? What was your score? 4517. 4517. Okay. Have you sent your score into into Dan yet? No, but that's what it's going to be. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. I want to tell you something. We're going to have a problem. Because <laughs> I sent my score in earlier to Dan today. And I said, okay, Dan, my score is 4517. That's my prediction. Oh God. Um, and you know what Dan okay, replied? You know what his, you know what he said? What? He said, Well, that's going to be a problem because we're going to have to split the winnings because that's my score prediction, too. So <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so I want to All see right, well, how many how many members of the Eleven Warrior staff are predicting forty five seventeen uh, this week. I'm betting it's not just us three, um, but that'll be. I'm I'm really curious about that. That'll be fun. Yeah, send it in. Don't, I want I want to see how he reacts to that. Um, forty five right, seventeen is mine. I think the MVP is going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be Justin Fields. I think he's going to throw all over him um, and have a big day uh, in terms of yardage. Last another person that we really haven't talked about enough yet is is Chase Young, who is just like, you know, everything that people were saying about Nick Bosa last season at the beginning, you know, what he's going to be able to put up. That's exactly what Chase Young has done the first two games. Um, yeah. he's he's looked otherworldly right now, and I, I honestly, honest to God, I don't think people are talking enough about him. Um, I realize that a lot of the narrative surrounding players during the season is the kind of hype they get in the preseason, and I don't think Chase got the same yeah. amount of hype that Nick did um which is you know unjust i mean i think you should have but we really 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 need to be talking about uh chase young the same way we talked about nick bosa because i see the same kind of thing and he looks like amazing so um i think he's going to be like, a huge factor in that game and i think he's going to wreak havoc on the indiana offensive line and that's going to be a lot of fun to watch so 45 17 it's a lock mark it down yeah lock it in there that's right take out a second mortgage exact you know score. put it in vegas exact score that's the exact score. I wonder what kind of odds you could put on exact score. Usually those are uh, those are those are big money money hits. Well, so. I mean, yeah, we've got go. we've got three 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 separate people saying it's going to be forty five seventeen. So I I don't know. I, I, I mean, there's something to that's it. That's definitely what it's going to be. Um, yeah. my favorite. By the way, my favorite uh tweet that I added to the social reaction thing was I think it might. I don't know if it was for. I think I don't think it was for Cincinnati. I think it was for the first game, but it was where somebody bet like ten thousand dollars on Ohio State. I think to beat FAU to win two hundred. <laughs> hey, Amen. Yeah, got to spend money to make money, man. Like that's how it works. So um, uh, if you want to go safe, maybe just go to the Ohio State win. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a gambling guy, so I'm just. I'm, I would take my advice with an extreme mountain of salt. But um, yeah, forty five seventeen seems to be the move. So. Kevin, thank you for filling in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your your very similar prediction. And uh, yeah, we'll have to have you on soon. Sounds good, Johnny.